All right, welcome in everybody to episode 10 of the Brew, Buds, and Dubs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your commissioner, Victor Corcus, a.k.a. Doing Lines on Waller Street. And with me, as always, Alex Roberts, a.k.a. The Harperson Method. How are we, Alex? Good. Happy to be here, man. I am ready for another week of fantasy, fantasy football and some football talk. Yeah, it was another fun week this week, which was cool. And not as the last week, but... It was some... fine, but it was... It was weird. It wasn't like close matchups. Like all the games were pretty much decided early yeah. on. Um, but some some good some teams that deserve wins got some wins. So that was the <laughs> nice part. For sure, for sure. So uh, of course, guys, we're going to be going over uh, our normal segments. We got the highest scoring team, and this past week was the highest scoring running back. So we'll go over the winners for both of those. I'll uh, go over some ballers and bums of this past week and go into our normal segments. We are going to introduce a new segment as well, so stay tuned for that. But, Roberts, if you want to go ahead and take it from here and let us know who our highest-scoring team was this week. Well, just when we talk about the highest scorings this week, all I can say is congratulations, Cret. I mean, round of applause. Great job. Uh, Cret drops the bomb with Joe Mixon, has the highest-scoring running back, drops 53 points. And then comes out on top with the highest scoring team as well. Um, man, that's awesome uh, for you and your team. I think I've been harping on that Kretz team is good. Kretz team is better than what it says it is. And uh, your team finally proved me right. Now, was it a one-week fluke? If Maybe. If Joe Mixon put up 16 points instead of 51, would you have lost? Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, still a, a big-time week for uh, Kretz. So congratulations. You have earned it more than anybody else. Yeah, it was amazing to see. I was on red zone watching it, and I was having a blast because I have Joe Mixon in another league, and then I quickly realized, like, oh, my God, I hope I'm not going against Joe Mixon this week. Looked really quickly, wasn't, saw that Mitch was. And then uh, the four, it just it just was silly. The, the outing was silly. The touchdowns yeah. were coming. It was all four of them in the first half, and then I think he was the first touchdown in the second half. So yeah. it was it was just silly to see, but it was awesome. Love to see. I think that's one of the highest scoring, like, outputs ever in, in fantasy football when it comes to a running back. It was very – it has to be up there, that's for sure. I'm sure yeah. there's some Derrick Henry games that are up there, but his is definitely uh, one of – I mean, you, don't, you just don't see five touchdowns. And I can tell you that I have been uh, – I've mentioned in the podcast before that I've been bothering Cret every single week to trade for a player, and I can now say it because I know he's not going to trade him now. It was Joe Mixon. For the past six weeks, I have texted Cret and said, hey, trade me Joe Mixon, trade me Joe Mixon, trade me Joe Mixon. Um, and this is why, because he was going to score touchdowns eventually. So yeah. – Wait and not trade him for nothing. Uh, wait to hold on to him. Maybe trade deadlines next week. You got a big old piece you can send off uh, to get a lot back if you want to, or you can hang yeah. on. He is on a bye week this week, so he's really no use to you. He's not going to help you win. It actually uh, might be but... a good move for tenth, the tenth place team to trade him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know where to find me. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, anyway, either way, just a great, great performance and good to see it for Cret. Uh, obviously, he's been in, in last for. Me and him have been swapping last plays for most of the uh, most of the year, but he was sitting in tent, uh, was able to come out with a win and win not only highest scoring team but get the highest scoring position as well. So gets the clean sweep there. Yeah, just looking at other scores across the league last week. Um, obviously, Cret being the highest scoring player uh, won the week, one fifty one to one seventeen against Mitch um, and CMC. These nuts. Um, Weber came out on top against me, one eleven to one hundred four. Um, Delvin Cook bought me this gun comes out on top of doing lines on Waller Street the other co-host here um, so Nick gets the win over Mitch 
uh, Steven Glansberg, Nate's team, who is starting to look scary, um, comes out on top of Tim Tebow, 138 to 103. Um, just looking at uh, Nate's team real fast, how scared are you of his uh, tandem running backs that he did not have until this week? So you're looking at kind of not this week, uh, this month. Last week. Yeah. So uh, Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne are just producing out of their minds right now. And then that was kind of – we harped on that all year. He doesn't have running backs. He doesn't have running backs. Well, now he has running backs. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it hit. It worked. He was able to – for one, I think he drafted Etienne, so he was able to hold on to Etienne. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to play the, the fab system and just launch on Kenneth Walker and really just put all his eggs in one basket on that running back. And it worked out for him. So, no, it is uh, – it is when you take a look at it. I would say it's probably it's probably the best team that I would like. If I was to do a power ranking right now, I think I'd put mm-hmm. Nate at the top for sure. Absolutely. And then uh, Allen comes out, gets a big win against uh, Marky's magnificent team. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about ballers and bums here in a second. But um, I mean, Justin Fields for Allen this week. Uh, what a performance! It'll kind of take us into our quarterback ballers. But uh, I mean, Justin Fields was incredible to watch. Most rushing yards by a quarterback ever, ever uh, and leads down to victory. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, again, like the passing's not there yet for Justin Fields. I'm not really a big – I'm not into like Justin Fields as I feel like a lot of people are getting now just because of his rushing. I still don't think he's the greatest quarterback, but he makes I, things happen. So I, don't, I, I hope mean, he's not for my own sake. Yeah. I hope he's not. But he had three passing touchdowns this week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, complimented the run game pretty well uh, with yeah. with that. He's uh, – we'll talk more about Justin Fields later on today. But uh, Yeah. He's starting – you can see the confidence yeah. coming. Like, you can see to, it coming. Yeah. yeah, like you you see it. That's – I think that's what everybody's really harping on is like now you see Justin Fields becoming who they were hoping that he was going to be. It's and just the very, very beginning of it. And they're actually calling plays for him now um, that yeah. suit his skill set, which was just wild that it has taken this long for Chicago to do that. Unfortunately, I'm going to Chicago to watch the Lions play the Bears this week. Oh, nice. And I, uh, I'm i excited. It should be a great time. Um, however, I am very fe- fearful of watching what Justin Fields will do to that defense. Um, but we'll see. You never know. Just enjoy it. You know, just all, yeah. that's all you can do. Is yes. There. <laughs> I don't know if there'd be any more pain than just Justin Fields just dropping like 35 on the Lions, like 35 uh, 7. Anything else I'm fine with. But if we lose and it's a good game, I'm fine. But that would be that would be a tough look if Justin Fields just dominates us. Yeah. Especially because you're going against Allen this week and that week. And uh, exactly. actually, yeah. Yeah. This week you're going against Allen. So, yes. Nice. It'll, it'll be salt in the wound if that's the case. 100%. Um, any other thing, any other recap for this week before we move on to ballers and bums? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out for Nick, um, I know I mentioned I said that he was going to be a good second half season team. Um, I do see it coming. Uh, you see the, the resurgence of Cordell Patterson. Yep. Didn't start him this week, but he was able to put him on the team. Obviously, he's going to have to, uh, he's able to now play him though moving forward. Yep. Obviously, he's going to have to work through bye weeks and things like that, but. I still would not sleep on Nick's team uh, with Pat Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Cordell Patterson, Miles Sanders, Ellen Cook. I wouldn't sleep on the team. I think that's a fearful team to go against. Don't look now, but the playoff, the playoff competition to get in is going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be, it's not going to be an easy, like clear cut six teams. There's going to be someone that gets left out. That's probably deserving. And it'll probably come down to the last week and the points scored in the end will probably be close to uh, the points for, for that tiebreaker for sixth place. Yeah, I, I think so as well, which is great. I mean, 
it's all it's what it's all about is being fun, being competitive with this league and everybody having a good time. So I'm happy. I'm happy that it's turned out that way. It's been a competitive year. Yeah. Speaking of points, points and more points, let's go into our baller section here. Um, just, we, ju- we mentioned Justin Fields and quarterback, but also Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, just kind of the guys that have been, uh, you know, showing up week in, week out. Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm guessing quarterback one, quarterback two on the season. Um, Lamar, Jalen Hurts might be in there, but I'm pretty sure those two are the top guys. Um, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. They're both great uh, for fantasy teams and actually worth the draft pick this year, I think. Um, yeah. But I mean, then again, the... Josh Allen is on the last place team. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's like, again, I think I mentioned like this was the year where usually, like we said, you, you don't draft a quarterback high, you'll be all right. But it's like if you didn't draft a quarterback high this year, you're, you've been scrambling almost all year. So I think it feels that way, but I also don't think that's necessarily the case just because if you look at the standings um, where the top quarterbacks are, they're pretty spread out. Like, I don't think you have to have a top quarterback, but we'll see when playoff time comes. Cause that's really yeah. what matters, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you have to have positional output. You have to have score points scored at every position in the playoffs to, to get the win um, bums this week, uh, Justin Herbert, bad week. Don't think a lot of people saw it coming, but didn't have his receivers like usual. Both are still hurt. Um, but yeah, bad week for Justin Herbert and kind of uh, definitely hurt Tim Tebow this week. What's crazy is when I was actually watching the game, like he didn't look bad. He was, I feel like he was playing really well, but I don't know. It just didn't correlate to stats. Yeah. I, I thought me, he was uh, having a good day. Let me correct myself. I said Tim Tebow, but he was on Marquis' team who got oh, the, okay. who, who also got an L. So okay. I apologize, Garrett. You did not have a bum on your team in the quarterback <laughs> position, but Marky, you did. Um, all right, go ahead and take us into uh, wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the normal guys are going to go off, but you know Devontae Adams. It was good to. I'm sure it was very very good to see for Nick. Two touchdowns. Uh, I believe he was getting targeted a lot. Uh, it was what you were expecting Devontae Adams to be in that all in, in the first Raiders half offense all in the first half <laughs> zero and points in the, the second half and then the Raiders decided <laughs> to like self self-struck themselves and they end up losing that game somehow when they were up I think like almost 21 nothing or 20 nothing 17 17 nothing yep. yeah uh Tyreek Hill is just a, a freak man he's got 1100 yards already I think that he's going to get to 2000 yards this season uh Cooper Cup Good to see him back out there. He's, you know, he doesn't have any issues. Nate, you're fine. And then Justin Jefferson coming back again and having a great week. So it's great lame week in the ballers. Just this, the guys, just the, yeah, just the guys there. Yeah. The ones that you, you expected to go off for wide receiver week in and week out did. So we'll take it. A uh, couple bums in the wide receiver section Devontae Smith, uh, Gabe Davis, hurt DJ Moore. Um, and Devin Duvernay, which comes to a little bit of a surprise of how yeah. how little he was involved actually yesterday. Yeah, uh, watching that game, you would expect him to be. He was the wide receiver two all, all year when Bateman was out there, and well, I guess technically wide receiver three because of Mark Andrews. But you would think that hey, this is the time to step up. I'm going to take the take the lead here with wide receiver one, and he did, he didn't even really get game planned in. It felt like. Yeah, I uh, I typically wouldn't include a player like Devin DuVernay on this list just because he's a lower tier. Um, but yeah. I, I had big expectations of him because he has produced this year with Rashad Bateman out. Rashad Bateman has missed time, and Devin DuVernay has been a solid play. Um, yeah. I know a lot of Baltimore was banged up, which probably made it easier to focus in on their weapons. Um, 
and they were running the ball with with ease. So probably something to do with that. Uh, but it's a weird performance from him. You would expect more uh, this week. Yeah. I mean, they just used all their wide receivers, which was, you know, a good plan for the NFL, but yep. we don't like it in fantasy. Not fun for <laughs> fantasy. Um, running back wise or ballers, we talked about Joe Mixon, obviously. Uh, next few guys, Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, and Derrick Henry just does what Derrick Henry does. I, I had um, did not expect to see Derrick Henry go off this week. I thought Kansas City would be not smart enough, but have the ability to shut him down and make Malik Willis throw the ball. And uh, no, he's just really good. And their line's decent. And he's just running through people. Yeah, I think uh, the past couple of weeks with De- Derrick Henry, I mean, I know that Malik Willis hasn't really been, you know, the lighting up on paper, but he's still a threat back there. Yep. And defenses have to think about him. Mm-hmm. And you give Derrick Henry just a little bit of space and he's going to trample all over you. So I think yeah. that might be paying into it. But I also feel like the O-lines, maybe they're coming together and they realize, hey, we need to give Derrick Henry the rock because this guy's a freak. So. Yeah. Um, and Bums running back. Deontay Foreman comes back down to earth after performing Man. better than Christian McCaffrey has all year. Um, but in his defense, when you go down 28 nothing in like 17 minutes and you're not a pass catcher, uh, yeah. can't do much. Um, Aaron Jones, abysmal against the Lions. I predict him, predicted him to be the number one running back this week, and uh, he wasn't. Maybe he got hurt, kind of got hurt, didn't. I don't know what happened. Um but he wasn't playing at the end of the game and didn't put up the numbers you'd expect. Um, And then Chicago running backs. We talked about both of them last week on the show and we shouldn't waste our time because I think Montgomery put up four points. Herbert put up two points. Um, So a rough week out of that Chicago backfield. Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields is kind of taking over. It's like a Lamar. It's like Baltimore Ravens thing where it's like, all right, now our quarterbacks are are running back. You need a touchdown to be a good running back in that backfield. You got to get the touchdown. If not, it's going to be like, Maybe 60 yards. Yep. Yep. And then moving into tight end, uh, Dallas Goddard had, I think, the best game. It was definitely the best game of his of this season for him. Uh, put up about 20 points. I, I remember his stat line like perfectly because I have him in another league and I just was watching. He was eight for nine, 100 yards on the dot and a touchdown, which is like, that's just like a beautiful stat line. I don't know why. <laughs> I like it though. And then uh, Travis Kelsey, just a, just a dog. He had like it was seventeen targets, Crazy. seventeen targets to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, um, which I mean, can't blame him. Tyreek Hill gone, you got to throw it to him, but that's crazy. And then bum section, Tyler Higby. This guy was went from top five this, tight end, getting like the second most targets right next to Cooper Cup. I mean, he was almost at the same amount of targets as Cooper Cup at the beginning of the year. And then past two weeks, he's done really nothing. So I don't know. We'll see what's going on with the Rams. The Rams offense is out of sorts. The only thing that works is Stafford to cup, and that's that's it. It barely works. Too. I mean, barely they get, works they get yards, but they don't score. It's yeah. I'm loving it actually. I, I I'm happy <laughs> I'm happy exactly. Stafford got a Super Bowl, but now I'm done. Yeah, Time this to is suck. almost like ideal situation. Exactly. You got the Super Bowl out of the way for Matt Stafford last yep. year. Now you can just be ass and We'll be all right. <laughs> yep. Everybody, everybody wins. Yeah. All right. Uh, quickly running through uh, We Were Right segments uh, last week. Let's talk about each other's We Were Rights instead of ourselves. We'll sound less narcissistic. Okay. Um, you, I, I posed the question to you. Uh, would you have Juju or Kadarius Tony, who you were huge on? I don't think either player had a uh, massive week, uh, but you were right that Kadarius Tony was not super involved this first week. And uh, Juju was the correct play uh, over Kadarius Tony. Ooh. 
Well, Juju did get 14 points. Oh, did he? Wow. I yeah. actually didn't even look at – I didn't look at points yeah. scored. I actually no. looked at Kadarius Tony. I was like, hey, Juju got more than that. I was watching the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so, Juju got a lot of targets. So, with, with a bright side, I know he's on Kret's team, which, you know, hopefully Kret is, can make a run uh, to the playoffs. But it looks like Juju Smith-Schuster is becoming more and more and more and more mm-hmm. involved in that offense. It's like when Travis Kelsey gets shut down, they're saying they're just going to just go to Juju. It's fine. So, but yeah, he had um, he had thirteen point eight points yep. this week. So, um, but Kadarius Tony was involved very early on. He was out there for nine in the snaps. I know they said they just wanted to get his feet wet. Um, so we'll see what happens next week, or I guess this week. And then for yourself, uh, we were talking about Travis Etienne. If he was going to go over 16 points or not, you said that he would, and he did. Travis Etienne is, <laughs> Etienne is um, I, I, he's basically a workhorse back in, in, mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Uh, he's kind of like one of those scat backs, but he's he's the real deal. His one issue is that he can't hold on to the ball all the time. I guess he has a fumbling issue, but other than that, he's doing <laughs> really, really well for you in fantasy. So he's becoming yeah. who you want him to be. Yeah, and I think we'll talk about a little bit more about Travis Etienne in just a few minutes here, so I don't yeah. want to go too far in depth. But, yeah, just another great week from him. Um, mm-hmm. Continued improvement. Uh, we were not right. Uh, it was mostly me this week. I said Khalil Herbert over David Montgomery. Um, but like we just said, they both stunk. Uh, so I'm not too mad about that take. Shouldn't have played either. And then one thing I need to own up to is uh, during the power rankings initially, I ranked uh, – I didn't like Tyreek Hill. I, I talked about it. I said, I don't know about Tyree kill. I know this year. Um, and he just has the most receiving yards in the league and might break the record for most receiving yards in a season. Um, so yeah, I just need to own up to that. Cause that was, uh, I was very wrong about that. Back on his name. He's a real deal. He wasn't just a Patrick Mahomes created him. And that's the only reason why he was good. He's, he's, he's good, man. He's yeah. really, really, really good. He's strong. He's fast and he can run routes. If he was just a little bit taller, he'd be basically Calvin Johnson. Yeah, so, that, I mean, <laughs> that system that they run down there, too, it just they get the ball in his hands, and it's it a fun works. offense to watch, man. It, it, is. it is, especially because they're always in shootouts because their defense stinks. So, it, it's a very those if the Dolphins are on and I have access to it, I'm watching the game. What did you think of the uh, of the running back situation in Miami? For one, I played both of them. I texted you that it kind of worked, <laughs> it kind of worked. I mean, I so, lost, but I mean, that's kind of what I predicted when we talked about the trade deadline show how yeah. Joe Folsom was gonna take some of that from Raheem Mostert. And I said, if Raheem Mostert got hurt, obviously he's a smash play. Yeah. Um, but I it does hurt, you know, most both their values long term. Yeah. Obviously, Wilson's value was gone with CMT coming. Um, but it's very clear it's going to be a timeshare, which is better for them as an NFL team, like we talked about earlier, but not better for us as fantasy players. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I mean, I might have to actually consider just play both of them every single week, but I don't want to. But yeah, it's we'll tough to have both. Happens. It's just like the when Kret had Lockett and PK Metcalf on his team. It's tough to have both those guys in your team. But no, you no, also just, want to have the insurance of having if one guy yeah, goes down. Yeah, I thought it was produces. just going to be a little bit easier because it's running backs. You know, it's yep. not wide receivers, it's running backs. And usually you can figure it out, but. I don't know. This is what you guys need. This is what you need to do. Although I don't think this this trade will be even. Um, But Garrett has both Chicago running backs. Yeah. You have both Dolphin running backs. Was a swap. Flip one of them. Yep. Unfortunately, if Montgomery was producing at the typical Montgomery level, that might make sense. You know, him and Mostert about the same. Herbert and Wilson are about the same. But those are not the case uh, so far this year. Yeah. No, that's not happening. 
All right. <laughs> Let's, All right. Uh, we tried. Let's we tried. On. Yeah. Uh, running back talk. Uh, we can actually kind of keep rolling here. So I just mm-hmm. want to throw out a few names. These are kind of the guys that um, aren't clear cut uh, number one guys. So those the guys those this year that I'm thinking of: Derek Henry, uh, Austin Eckler. Um, who else is just a bell cow this year? Saquon, Nick Chubb. Saquon, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Who are you know the guys that are just CMC. Yeah, CMC, I got you. you. The perfect. Those mm-hmm. top five guys, probably. And those are your number one running backs, and you're playing them every time. So I kind of have the guys after that running back two area, running back two on a good team. Um, and I just want to see what guys you want for the rest of the year. If there's some that we can rule out that you don't want on your team for the rest of the year. Um, and then just kind of get a list, you know, five through one, get your predictions for who you're going to like the most for the rest of the year. So those guys' names. And if you see these, when I'm, t- when I'm going over these guys, Vic, if you immediately are like, no, just cut me off and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll just, we'll, we'll rule them out or we'll talk about it and go from there. So first yeah. one, Joe Mixon, uh, huge week this past week, Josh Jacobs, who has been uh, very much talked about on this show, uh, Leonard Fournette, um, struggling Tampa Bay offense, still the starting running back there Ramondre Stevenson, very late round draft pick this year, who has been producing. Uh, pretty well in New England. Aaron Jones, who is in that Green Bay offense, who's putrid. We talked about Travis Etienne and Kenneth Walker already. Those two guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damian Pierce, Houston's running back, who's getting a large workload. And the on the opposite spectrum, DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. We all know who's getting a small workload. So out of those guys, Vic, are, are there anybody that you just you you would rather not have for the rest of the year, comparing to the other guys on the list? Obviously not compared to the guys uh, on your roster. So I'll tell you what. I'll, I'm going to give you my top give you my top four or I guess I should make it the top five but top four for me right now that are like easy picks uh Kenneth Walker is the bell cow in Seattle he's the man there he has that Nick Chubb Derrick Henry type kind of power to him to where like he just gets better as the game goes on yeah because he's wearing them down uh Travis Etienne the workload the pass catching Everything about it, I mean, he's he's an ideal fantasy football running back. Just hold on to the ball, you'll be all right. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I, I really do like him. Uh, the the resurgence of him, the um, looks that he's getting now, uh, they realize, hey, this guy is skilled. He is also a pass catching back and he can run the ball. They're just using him and using him and using him. Now I think Damon Harris is just going to become what I thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year, which, which was a goal line back mm-hmm. uh, goal line back. And that's it. Like he's going to get a touchdown. He'll put maybe he'll give you seven points on a day that he got a touchdown, you know? Um, and Joe Mixon, uh, Joe Mixon is a dog. He's in a good offense with a team that is a, a a quarterback that can throw the ball with wide receivers that can catch the ball. So they can't necessarily stack the box on Joe Mixon. Uh, really, really like him. And then uh, I guess my honorable mentions, Damian Pierce, just because the workload. And I'll tell you the only reason why I don't have Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift in there, they're very similar to me now, especially with the injury that just happened to Aaron Jones. I don't know what they're going to do with them. Are they going to take it easy? Are they going to chalk this season up? I don't know what Green Bay is going to do with them. And DeAndre Sith is the same thing. It's just every single week. It's like, what are they going to do? How many, how many touches are they going to actually give them this week? They're both electric with the ball in their hands, but how many opportunities are they going to get moving forward? Leonard, yeah. go, go ahead. ahead. 
Okay. Um, I was when I was made this list. Obviously, I had an idea of the guys that I wanted, and you mm-hmm. picked four out of, four out of the five of the guys that I would have taken from this list. So, um, the only one that I'm not 100 sold on sold on is Ramondre Stevenson. I just don't trust the New England backfield. Um, I know Damian Harris looks like he's going to be the goal line back, but who knows coming back after the bye week. Um, and, I, and it's probably selfish and just not an educated decision. Uh, like it's not, I just, I don't really watch like, New England play and I yeah. just, I don't have any interest in having him, you know, rest of the season. So it might not be the best fantasy, but it's also it's like, sometimes you just don't want guys and I don't want Ramondre Stevenson. He made a pretty good one-handed catch out the goal line uh, this past week yep. to get into the end zone, which was pretty good. And then, uh, so Josh Jacobs, the reason that I put him in is I just don't know what to, to think of him after these past couple of weeks. He's looked like what we originally thought he was going to look like, but we're not going to go there. I don't think he's really had the best of weeks. And then Leonard Fournette <laughs> feels like he's falling off a cliff. Yeah, and he, the thing is, is it's weird because he's still a top 10 running back. Uh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's running back eight right now, um, which is I'm not weird. saying that he's bad. It's yeah. just like it's his usage has been extremely weird with Tampa, and it looks like Tampa is trying to like throw Rashad White in there when they can, mm-hmm. like as much as they can. I so. think it's one of those things that where everybody just wants Rashad White because they want to change in that offense, and it's one of those like it is not going to happen. Yeah, but maybe it will. I, I feel they've been saying that for weeks. All the fantasy, you know. Uh, experts are saying pick up Rashad White, pick up Rashad White, and people are. I picked him up like six weeks ago, and he's been on the waivers. Nothing. And people are picking him up and dropping them, and maybe it happens, but maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm on the same page with you, DeAndre Swift. Obviously, I hope for personal reasons that he is healthy and gets the workload. Um, but I think we did a good job ruling those guys out. Who's um, the uh, who's who would be your top top guy? You have to pick that's, one that's out the of question. That, that I was just about to go there. My, I was just about to ask you the same thing. So okay. um, I honestly, uh, I think Joe Mixon for me is three. So I don't think he's like, he's just consistent. Um, so I would probably go rest of the season without looking at the schedule. Um, I think I would go Travis Etienne. It's very tough between him and Kenneth Walker for me. That's where I'm at. I think it's Kenneth Walker, ETN Mixon for me. Actually, I'm right there with you. You know what? It's like I love Joe Mixon a lot, and I really do believe in him. It's like almost like a two A two B with him and ETN. Like I, I feel bad for putting Joe Mixon behind Travis ETN, yeah. but the upside of Travis ETN with his pass catching ability is just through the roof. So, okay. well, but I can be persuaded. So let's just let's have a, a rank we go together. So I'm go Kenneth Walker one. Okay. ETN two, so I'll concede Walker. You concede uh, Mixon a little bit. Yeah. Mixon three. Um, I, you, uh, I would probably put Pierce four. I don't know who else I, would you put there. I agree. No, I 100% agree. I just felt bad because I, I didn't want to take over and just kick off Ramondre Stevenson, but we can do that. No, um, <laughs> it's okay. We can put Ramondre Stevenson. Damian Pierce, uh, the thing with Damian Pierce is second half – Rookie running back is exactly where you want. Same thing with Kenneth Walker. Travis Etienne is not a rookie, but he's a rookie. Um, so the first half of the season, typically, um, rookie running backs will underproduce. Um, and second half of the season, they will typically start to sprout and take off. And that's exactly what these guys are doing. Um, well, and if I can just butt in. The thing that I'm worried about with Damian Pierce is it's not like he's been 
regressing in like a bad way. He's put up really good points. I just feel like the Houston team right now, you're starting to see them become a bad team. I don't know what's actually happening there, but like it feels like they're becoming one of the the bad teams in the league. Like you want to play your yeah. quarterbacks against them. You want to play your running backs against them. You want to play their, your receivers against them. So like defensively, they're not really there. Um, and then you look at Ramondre Stevenson, you're like, it's a, it's a new England backfield, you know, yeah. it's a new England running back. You don't ever want to touch those, but I just think that the workload and just the skill alone with Damian Pierce is why he, he should be fourth. Yeah, no, I agree. And even when they, even when they're losing, like they got smoked by the Eagles, kind of got smoked it was always in control and they still yeah. gave them the ball like 25 oh. 30 times so they were, it was the only way they could move the ball yeah yep. it was the only way that they could move the ball so they're not going to not give him the ball you know absolutely well i will let you have stevenson at five and i'm going to differentiate there i'm going to take josh jacobs at five put some respect on his name because he's proven me wrong so many times this year so my josh jacobs will be my five and uh We'll have slightly different lists. Listen, if we're talking about if we're talking about the beginning of the season, sure, I get it. But yep. um, past couple of games were, I think, two of his worst games that he's had this year. But he's still getting the touches, so I guess you know that's there. It's just, I don't yeah. do, Las I Vegas. Las Vegas has yeah. me, has me lost. Yeah, like, I agree. I'm, I'm so confused. Nothing to do with Josh Jacobs. He's fine. No, it isn't. But it's just it Las isn't. Vegas it's is like very the team. confusing. It's just like very confusing and what they're going to do with him. Um, okay. So you put four, we put Jacobs at five and we put Stevenson at five. So we have like yeah, a five, five, a, five, five, a, five, B. five yeah. B. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the right list out of those. That's, that's exactly what I was kind of feeling. So, and I think the biggest thing with all of them is just, they're all have a big workload. Yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest thing is just workload uh, dictates so much. All right. Well, that was uh, just a change up. Let us know what you guys think. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. Let us know and we'll stop it. But if you don't so, say anything, we'll just keep doing it. So for you guys to know one more time, it's Walker, ETN, Mixon, Pierce, and then Ramadre Stevenson, Josh Jacobs at a 5A, 5B. Quick uh, quick transaction report. Not too many transactions that were uh, huge in my mind anyways. Very opinionated. Well, <laughs> but there was one. Uh, Alan grabbed Justin Fields. He and uh, he's probably the number one waiver wire pickup for most people out there. And he grabbed him the week early. Uh, so got him to win 42 points, has a solid matchup this week in the Lions. And uh, he can absolutely be a fantasy football threat at quarterback the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. We've 100%. seen it. Yeah, we've seen it with the rushing rookie quarterbacks, not rookie, rushing young quarterbacks. We've seen it happen. And uh, he can absolutely win win Allen the league. I mean, it, it, he has the potential to be that type of player. I don't think Allen has the full roster to compete for a championship at the moment, but who knows? Uh, you, you never know. Um, if he gets in the playoffs, Justin Fields can carry you if he starts to uh, run the ball like he has been. Yeah, I mean, I think eventually teams are going to start game planning for it, but they haven't yet. And, you know, they say the same thing about Lamar. I don't want to compare Justin Fields to Lamar at all, but I mean, he looked really good, and he looks like he's hard to tackle. He had a lot of, mm-hmm. like, broken tackles yep. in that game. There's a lot of yards after contact for Justin Fields. So, I don't know. We'll see. He, you may be right. You may be right. He could be that big game changer for, for the right team. He's a, he, he has the potential to be a league winner. I just don't know he'll be a league winner in our league. But in mm-hmm. a lot of leagues, he's going to – he'll be on championship rosters, I think, in a lot of leagues, uh, or at least has the potential to – 
All right, let's go ahead and get into the week 10 preview. We're going to go through each matchup, let you know who we think is going to win and why. Uh, Roberts, looks like we have mine and Kretz matchup here first. So go ahead and uh, take it away. Yeah, well, once again, get ourselves out of the way real quick here. Um, Prayers Taters doing lines on Waller Street. Battle of last place it comes down to this. Not really. There's still plenty more football to be left, but two bottom teams facing off. Big, big, big time matchup for both of you guys here. I mean, to be honest, it's quite the toss up. I'm having a hard time looking at both these rosters. I know I like Kretz's roster. I've said it multiple times, but no Joe Mixon this week makes that roster look much, much thinner. Counting on a Keenan Allen, who's been gone uh, for most of the season. Um, so I'm struggling here, uh, but you are without your number one guy, your, your favorite draft pick in Justin Tucker. And uh, I, just for that reason alone, and because I can't really decide which side, uh, your morale will be low. So I'm going to come with Kret this week. Uh, Praetor's Taylor is going to get the win um, somehow against doing lines on Waller Street, making that battle for last place in the regular season. Uh, very interesting. All right. Just looking That'll at put me in last if he beats me. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think? Do you think Keenan Allen will play this week? That'll just be my prediction. No. no, I, I think he might, but I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I think it's an easy answer. I think it's no. All right. And how about this? Darnell Mooney against the Lions or Gabe Davis against Minnesota? Who scores more? Tough one. I know. Tough one. Gabe Davis has been a little. Uh, hit or miss here and Darnell Mooney starting to come on a little bit. It's gotta be Darnell. I mean, he, he is trajecting higher and higher every single week. He's being used. That offense looks like it's actually an offense. Now um, you see them involving a lot of their players. And I think that Darnell Mooney is going to get, he's going to eat a little bit on Detroit. I think he will. I can definitely see it, but obviously Gabe Davis takes one play. So we will, uh, we'll wait and see here. And I, I do think that uh, Kret will start making that push towards uh, relevancy this week. And unfortunately you may be the victim of that relevant push. <laughs> I get pushed towards irrelevancy if I'm not <laughs> already there. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say much about the matchup. I think that Kret does have a little bit better of a team when you just look at the players. Um, so, Kret, best of luck to you. Good luck. And, um, you know, hopefully we can still be friends after this week. Yeah, we don't want to wait, waste too much time talking about the last place team. So no. let's keep rolling. Uh, let's go ahead and move into your matchup. We got you versus Allen, Harvison Method versus Chase Bank. Um, Justin Fields. We talked about him. I think he's going to keep it close, but I do have you winning. Uh, I think you have the star players. Uh, your, your wide receivers are uh, much better than his, and your running backs are equal or even better than his as well when you look at him on paper. So um, obviously having being able to flex Mike Evans is a great, great thing to be able to do. So I just have the star power on your team beating out uh, Allen this week. And he had a big outing from Kenyon Drake last weekend or this past week, 23 yep. points. Uh, but he has on a bye this week. So yep. he's got to make up for that as well somewhere. So I'm going to go ahead with you, Roberts. I think you're going to take the win here. Yeah, just a, I know we just do a lot of comparisons. Easier to talk about things that way. Um, Justin Fields against Detroit. We talked about him. 
He's scary. Who has more points, Fields or uh, Tua this week? Uh, Fields. I really do think that Fields is going to have more points. I think that Cleveland's defense is kind of shaky when it comes to the run game. I think that there's going to be a lot of running in the Miami versus Cleveland game. I think you're going to see the most rushes possibly out of Miami this this over this next weekend. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like to this week. I think Justin Fields, I think the Lions uh, are going to come out there and uh, give the dub, slow the game down a little bit, hopefully. And uh, I'll take two of this week. Uh, I'll put my. Uh, my I mean, he, my he's going to have a good game. I mean, at the end of the day, you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to throw to for him. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have a bad game, if you don't have a good game and you just look bad, there's no way that you can have a bad game with those two yeah. on, the, on your team. Exactly. And there's been a little bit of a. Uh, to MVP talk coming around. Um, it's not in the mainstream yet, but they are. Uh, <laughs> he's. I think he's fifth for betting odds. I think he's fifth. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And the one point that I've listened to, this is not my own take whatsoever. Um, but when he wasn't there, Miami was dreadful. Yeah. It was horrible. Teddy couldn't do it. Whoever Skyler, whatever his name was, couldn't do it. And uh, when he's been there, it's been unbelievable so mvp of the league Tua is gonna carry me to victory this week i'd be careful with the mvp (laughs) but uh you know i think he's gonna help you win this week definitely i sure hope so we'll see (laughs) i don't think that Tua personally on another level i I really don't think i like Tua. i think he's fine as a quarterback i don't think he's the reason why miami is where they're at you can't compare him to to a career backup and a rookie quarterback. So yeah, I just think sometimes if you look at like the uh, like 49ers, you throw anybody in that system and they typically do just fine. You know, you had Nick Mullins out there putting up points and uh, it wasn't the case here with, even with having Waddle and having Tyree kill and just being able to get them the ball, they couldn't get them the ball the same way that Tua does. So obviously it's a little bit of hyperbole in the Tua talk, um, but it is interesting how well it's, he has been performing this year. He has been, and the and the wins back it up as well yep. too. He's like twelve and one or something like that in his last thirteen starts. Or I don't. It's somewhere. It's somewhere along those lines where okay. he only has like one or two losses. Um, so I get it. I just feel like Tyree can tell a lot do a lot for him though. Yeah. Sure. All right, They're always over. open. They're always open. Yeah. They're, They're always open. They're very I, fast. It's it, it's insane. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go over to Nate, Steven Glansberg versus Nick, and Delvin Cook bought me this gun. Uh, who you got in this one, Vic? Um, you guys all know that I like Nick's team, uh, but he doesn't have T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, which is a tandem that he's been running with the past couple of weeks. He doesn't have either of them, and I don't think Alan, Adam Thielen is going to be able to make up for either one of their productions this upcoming week. Uh, Nate's team right now is loaded. It, so it looks like he's sent it out. I think his full, almost his full roster as well. Um, but I got to go with Nate. Can't bet against him. I think, yeah. like I said, I think he's the top team right now. Yeah, uh, Nate's just too hot. Nick, I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. It also benefits me if you lose Nick. Uh, Nick, so I also want that. Um, but uh, Nate's just hot. I mean, his team looks unbelievable. He has all three of us starting wide receivers and running backs. Not dealing with buy issues this week. So. Uh, I'm going there. We talked a lot about Walker and ETN this show. Um, this week, uh, both those guys, Walker has Tampa Bay, ETN has Kansas City, not the easiest matchups. Um, combined points for them, uh, over-unders at 40. 
40 fantasy points between the two of them. Can they get there? I th- mm. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I don't think it's going to be like an even split. I yeah, think, no. I think it's going to be like 25. One of these running backs get 25, the other one gets 15. I think that's what it's going to be. I don't know who, but I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to go under on that. I, I They have tough matchups. They're good this week. defenses. They're good defenses. Tough matchups like, this week, yeah. The way I look at it is ETN has become a the foundation piece of that offense. It's like ETN and then the wide receivers after that. And then Kenneth Walker the third. Seattle has one of the best offenses in the league right now. And like I said, more and more that game goes on, the better and better he does. So I don't know. Uh, I think that those are two running backs that are starting to become like matchup proof in my, in my mind. Uh, they, they'll definitely put up points. It's just a matter of if they will score the 40, the, the, the game breaking amount of points, you know, the elite yeah. top five, top seven running back amount of points. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, Nick, both, uh, both picking against you. We're, we've been lame here the past couple of weeks and we picked, very similar matchups. I know last week we both we, we both went four and zero in our picks. So mm-hmm. sometimes you, if you're just right, you know you can't you can't do some stuff for content. You know if we oh. agree on it, it's just because we're right. Probably that's, it's just how it works. Ninety percent of the time, that's life. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> going to another team that another matchup that I think we both agree on. Uh, CMCD's nuts against Marky's magnificent team. Um, mm-hmm. I know I am uh, taking Mitch in this matchup. How about you? Uh, I'm taking Mitch as well. Uh, first for second, Mitch being in second right now. Um, but I have, I have Mitch taking it. He's got his full squad. looks like there's a full squad running and a big hit to Marquis team is no Ramondre Stevenson. Personally, I think that he's been giving him a lot of points and you're not really putting in anybody that is going to be able to mimic even close to those points. In my opinion, um, I think that he's going to miss Ramondre pretty heavily this week. You know, I, his team does start to weaken a little bit when you take Ramondre out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, John Taylor's still sitting there, sitting there with questionable, and if he does play, he's been injured all year and hasn't mm-hmm. been the same guy. So uh, it's uh, it'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, I know the projections right now are way off. It has Mitch favored by, like, 20, 25 points right now. Um, it'll probably be a close matchup, but I do, uh, I do believe Mitch and his team, even with Leonard Fournette, will get the job done. Yeah. I mean, he's been Leonard Fournette's been doing enough. It's way. weird. It's it's because he catches ugly. the ball. It's, yeah. it's it's ugly. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I saw I saw a tweet. It's like Leonard Fournette. Fantasy has <laughs> fantasy has made everybody think Leonard Fournette's a good running back. <laughs> <laughs> fantasy in the playoffs last year. The playoffs yeah. he was unbelievable. He's a monster. He's a and... playoff Lenny. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. It, I think this one's. I don't say easy, but I do think that Mitch Mitch has the full spot running this week. So I think he's going to take the, take the W that's good for the whole league too. It just, everything shrinks up that way. If correct gets mm-hmm. the win. And if uh, Mitch gets the win, the whole league shrinks to about a three game spread. Um, so I'm interested to see if that happens or not. Uh, I know for your sake, you're hoping that doesn't all happen, but hopefully Mitch gets the win, brings us all back closer together here as we get inch towards the playoffs. Yeah. Sorry, I'm the commissioner. I always win. Don't worry, guys. You don't have to worry about me. Last matchup of the week, we have uh, Tim Teambo against half PPR Chubb. Um, 
battle of the backup quarterbacks this week. No Lamar Jackson, no Joe Burrow. Uh, so we're going to have some streaming quarterbacks in, in, uh, on these rosters. Mm-hmm. Should be a fun one. Um, I think it'll be close, but I think whoever's going to win it. Like No Lamar Jackson, but still no problem. Yeah, I have Weber winning it. It's going to be close. Devontae Smith is one to look out for. I want to see what he does this week. Last time they played Washington, he put up 27 points, which was earlier on in the in the, in the the year. It was like week three or week four. Um, so I think he'll be close, but I do have Weber winning. I mean, he's got Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. It's kind of hard to go against them. Yeah, when you look at the <laughs> matchup, you know, across yeah. the board. You look um, across, yeah. yeah it's, it's tough to – compare those running backs, especially while Austin Eckler with a tougher matchup in, in San Francisco. So mm-hmm. they're the toughest defense against running backs all year. So he'll be fine. He's matchup proof, but uh, just in I mean, comparison. He does get Montgomery against Detroit. And like, if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to see if he can do something, you throw Cleo Herbert and David Montgomery out there against Detroit. Yeah, You never know, but. Yeah, I like his other guys in the lineup. DJ Moore, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on, but Atlanta, once again, the tough matchup. Uh, not a tough matchup. A good matchup for wide receivers. That's what I Did meant they by just tough. play, like, two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. It was one of those weird ones where they play, and then the week off, and they play again. That was, like, a, like a legit game. <laughs> yeah, one game. Was, not even a bye week was, or anything like that. What the heck? That yeah. was that overtime game. Yeah, the Hail Mary and everything like that. So we'll see if they utilize DJ Moore the same way. If P.J. Walker plays, I don't think he's going to play, but We'll see. Yeah, that was a bad outing by him, but you got to give him another shot, I think, personally. Well, my prediction is I, I am picking Garrett to win. Um, oh, okay. But I, my prediction, more so, I have to pick a team now, but whoever's quarterback scores more points is going to be the team that wins. So I know it's lame, um, but I think yeah. it's going to come down to that. And I know I have to make a pick now, so I'm picking Garrett. Um, I can see Kelsey helping make up for that difference in the running back room uh, with the problems that Weber has faced at tight end all season long. Um, So I'm just going to go with the, I'm going to go with Garrett, but like I said, the top quarterback of this matchup will win the, will win the week. I can see that. I can see that. I was sorry. I was just looking at Deontay Johnson's stats for this year. Man, he has been garbage. Yeah. I, I see the name and you're like, Oh, like Pittsburgh's been doing okay. And you're looking like, oh, no, he hasn't. No, this guy, you know, it's funny. is like, hey, they didn't give him the big contract this year. They gave him like a small – it wasn't small, but it was like a two-year contract instead yep. of a long-term contract. So, who knows? I'm surprised. I, I didn't think Deontay Johnson was doing that bad this year, but he has not been really serviceable. Yeah, I mean, no one on that Pittsburgh offense has been serviceable. You know that more than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, that's the – Week preview for matchups this week. Uh, we do have the highest scoring uh, player to preview as well. Um, this week, we, we round back to tight ends. I can tell you that myself, I'm quite disappointed. The first time tight ends came around, Mark Andrews pooped the bed for me. Second time it comes around, I was pumped, and uh, Mark Andrews is on by. Uh, so <laughs> I am uh, I am bummed out for that. And I really had a hard time picking um, highest scoring tight end outside of Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is playing, but there's no point in saying that because – that's lame. Um, so I'm actually going to go to the commissioner's team here, and I'm going to go with uh, Greg Dulcich against Tennessee to be the highest scoring tight end this week. Um, he's just been a large portion of their offense uh, the past few weeks. Russell Wilson can't continue to be as bad as he has been. And if you get a touchdown as a tight end, you're always in it. Uh, so I can see uh, 
Greg Dulcich against Tennessee being the uh, number one tight end of the week. And I'm just interested to see if he's in, in your lineup. If you have Darren Waller or Greg Dulcich, who's playing? I'll tell you right now, it's Greg Dulcich. All right. 100%. Darren Waller is – Darren Waller is nothing to me. If anybody wants to trade <laughs> for him, you guys can have him. Absolutely. Well, the, uh, the Packers almost traded for him, apparently. Um, yeah. But, uh, Which, you know, that that said a lot to me about what they think of Robert Tunyon. I thought Robert Tunyon was a, was going to be a fine tight end fill-in for them, but they, they wanted more. I don't know. Maybe I think they it's wanted a to do something different. Like they I think it's a different like – Two tight end set. I think it's just a different position. I mean, Darren Waller can block, but he's much more of an athlete. And I also don't think they actually almost traded for him. I think that was complete BS just to say – just to try like to make they, the like fans happy. Face. Yeah, 100%. The whole Chase Claypool – they almost got Chase Claypool. They almost got um, Darren well, the Waller. Ch- the Chase Claypool thing, what I heard, was, which was very interesting as well, was Green Bay had, had it like essentially locked up and then – Chicago offered yeah. they didn't even offer him anything better than what Green Bay offered them. They just said, No, we don't want him to go to Green Bay. No, I thought that was a uh no, that was New England. You're thinking of. Was it New England? I was yeah, I so, was so this is what happened. At least what I what I believe happened. New England had the second round pick offered. Um Chicago had Baltimore second round pick offered, and then Green Bay offered their second round pick. And I believe then Chicago switched their second round pick to their own second round pick. So it was going to be earlier in the draft. Um, so I think maybe you're getting those three things confused. Or maybe. or I just made all of those things up and none of those are right. Oh. Um, <laughs> you could have fooled you could have fooled me if that was what happened, but I, 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 I was pretty positive that I know like there was an undercutting of like, hey. It was similar offers, yep. but they didn't want to give it to one team. They'd rather give them to Chicago, which is kind of a slap in the face of Chicago. But Chicago's like, thank you very much. Um, for me, and I, this wasn't planned at all, I'm actually going to go to your team, and I'm going to go ahead and go with Dalton Schultz. I'm a okay. big fan of Dalton Schultz. And the Detroit Lions had two separate tight ends score touch <laughs> touchdowns on – the Green Bay Packers, yes, our rookie James Mitchell, and then Shane Zilstra, uh, one of the Zilstra brothers that we all had to hear about over the weekend. Um, it was Zilstra Day in Detroit because they had two players who were barely playing. But hey, sorry, good for them. That's pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet to have you and your brother playing yeah. on the same team in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Dalton Schultz. He's been good all year when he's played. First, yeah, week, it's very weird. First week he's played, put up ten points. Then he got hurt in week two. Comes out, you know, um, comes out when the next week or when he's healthy, puts up, what was it, nine points, ten points again, and then he puts up 11 points the following week and now he's on a buy he was on a buy this past week so yeah and when he uh, when he first came back to uh, second week had a bad week but. Um... Cooper Rush was also his quarterback because Dak got her week one mm-hmm. as well. So he's been – him and Dak have a good connection. I really like Dalton Schultz. That's why I kept him on my roster, even though I have yeah. Mark Andrews. Um, especially with Mark Andrews' injury, he'll probably stay there all year unless someone really uh, pries him away at the trade deadline here if he's a finishing piece to a trade. So we'll uh, we'll see what I hope uh, I hope for a big-time performance for him. That would be a, just the cherry on top. Mark Andrews is out tight end week, and then Dalton Schultz comes through big. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a really, really good opportunity. I, I believe that – Dak Prescott loves Dalton Schultz, believes he loves uh-huh. going to him. And I think that Green Bay is just – it's not Green Bay. 
in Green Bay right now. So, yep. so, and they just had a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball too. A big one, obviously, being Rashawn Gary, which maybe doesn't affect the tight end as much, but it affects mm-hmm. the whole entire defense. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I have Dalton Schultz. Yeah. All right. Well, that just uh, takes us through week ten. We're up into uh, up into double digits. One week before the trade deadline, we will have a big trade deadline preview show next week. Uh, we're going to try to get through every team, uh, go over some needs, some strengths, some weaknesses, players that should be on the block, um, and everything like that. So that's what we're looking forward to next week. Obviously, we got to get through some football first this weekend. Uh, anything specific you're looking forward to the next week, rest of the season, football, not football? No, um, I'm interested to see how this this week is going to shake up yep. the uh, the league. Yep. There, there can be a lot of moves being made a couple of wins by mission and Weber and a loss by Marky puts Marky down from first to third, just like that. Uh, a win by Nate can, um, oh, well, Nate's actually, Nate's in a tough spot. If actually if, if Mitchell and Weber lose Nate and Nate wins, he moves up to second from fourth. So this should be interesting. I, I think this is going to be a fun week. Um, and a lot of shakeups, and then you're just going to see nine and ten either go back and forth or say the exact same between me and Kret. So yeah, I think it's going to be a week that uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> the league will either shrink or it will grow. Like it, you know, who's all going to be competitive? It's going to either get larger or really start to solidify a little bit more this week, and we'll see. Um, Yahoo says it, it's rivalry week, and we'll see if uh, we'll see if it holds up to that. I don't necessarily see it yet, but we'll see. Yeah, I think right. I can change that if we ever want to make, you know, if we ever actually want to do like rivalry weeks, uh, we can we can have that set up, just something that we can talk about next year. Absolutely. Maybe we, we do uh, something like, so. uh, I don't know, matching you know, like up an the, extra, uh, like an extra bet. You know, yeah, we we pick who, we, who we're gonna play, do an extra some extra reward, side, yeah, something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. we'll talk we'll about see. it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we will uh, we'll let you go. Get on with yeah, the rest of your day. Um, go ahead, send us out, commission. Um. Just thank you guys for being part of the league. This has been great so far. Um, my team sucks still, but hey, your guys' teams look like they're all. Everybody looks like they're on the on the rise, and then there's just me who's just sinking and falling. Yeah. All right, boys. We'll talk to you later. Uh, <laughs> all right. Correct. If you're listening, trade me Joe Mixon, please. All right. All see right. you later. Bye.